0: Everybody. welcome back to another episode of The Crime and Coffee Couple. My name's Allison and my name's Mike. Hi Mike. Hey babe, how are you? I'm I'm surviving. You feeling good? I'm feeling good. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Feel really good. So, um, we have a lot to talk about in the intro of this one, but I'll let you do your little spiel, Mike.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that, but, um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. If you're not already, uh, crime and coffee, the number two crime and coffee two. And, um, yeah, leave us a review. It's a free way to support us. So, um, you know, whatever, Apple podcasts, Spotify, you name it, go ahead and leave us a review. Uh, five stars would be fantastic. And uh, a couple words. Hey, why not?
0: Yeah. We'd appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much so
1: yeah we've uh it's been a long strange trip what a long strange trip it's been to quote pink floyd i think no grateful dead sorry grateful dead um if our if our sister my sister-in-law lauren is listening to this she's probably like no it's grateful dead it's grateful (laughs) dead um yeah we've uh we both gone through covid we have you're currently going through covid i would say
0: yes i am i was diagnosed what three days ago
1: yeah one of our friends on uh, instagram or something was like people are still getting that I'm like yeah, people are still getting that, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, we sh- we sure are
1: down here in Florida. The cases <laughs> have gone from like twenty thousand new ones a day to like you know fifteen hundred, so it's a lot lot less. So leave it to us to get it when like That's nobody's tail getting end it. when
0: yeah. it's no longer cool.
1: And I'm kind of glad that I got it, just to say that I got it at some point. You know, I know definitively. You know, it knocked me out for what three, four, five days, like just like a uh, flu like just kind of no energy kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like a baby. I'm not like the man cold where it's like, eh, I it sniffles. I can't do no, anything. You're all not. If I can do something, I usually do. But it was, it was pretty tough.
0: Knocked so. you on your butt. Yeah, yeah. And then for me, I got better. And I had taken a COVID test at home um like a week or so ago. It was negative. So I went on my girl's trip with, you know, our da- my daughter and my best friend and her daughter. And I was fine over the weekend. And then I got home and just gradually I got worse and worse. And to the point that, I've never been, I've never felt worse or remember feeling worse with um, chills and full body aches and. So finally it got so bad I could not take it anymore So we went to urgent care on Wednesday Mm -hmm. I mean, I couldn't even stand to be in my body anymore I just needed something to relieve me
1: That's tough for you Because you always want to go, go, go And get stuff done And your body's just like Nope, we're shutting it down for a couple days Like (laughs) all the workers are going home for a couple days Just like, we're
0: done here I was laying on the couch Well, the the kicker was it was your birthday
1: That was uh, probably the best part of the whole thing
0: Wednesday was Mike's birthday And I had like a whole meal plan for him And I mean, I couldn't even move And I'm laying on the couch in the morning Just crying my eyes out
1: i took the day off of work thankfully which i'd much rather be off and sick rather than supposed to be working i work from home so it's not a huge deal but at the same time i couldn't concentrate on work at all i was thinking about how miserable i was the whole time
0: (laughs) and And then you took me to urgent care and i had a fever i was like 102.2 or something and the lady's like well we know why you don't feel good and so she gave me antibiotics because she was afraid it was going to progress to pneumonia and she gave me some steroids and i swear as soon as i started taking those it took all the aches away. That's good. And I've been, you know, gradually getting better, just still congested and just tired and not myself. And of course, we're isolating as much as we can. I mean, we still had to take the kids to school and stuff. You know, yep. life still happens when you have kids. Still
1: to buy groceries and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, we to do home
0: delivery, but right, right. Um, it's been interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, and uh, talk about worst like birthday ever, I would say.
0: Yeah. But I'm going to make it up to you and do your meal on Tuesday. It's okay. Whatever. And then we had to postpone Easter. Of course, when you're listening to this tomorrow, Tomorrow. it's going to be Easter. We normally go and meet up with my parents, but we had to postpone that to next weekend.
1: At least you've got kind of a sexy voice going.
0: I'm trying, you know. Hey, and the whole thing I wanted to say is to thank you for sticking through last episode. I listened to it and I, I feel like I sounded just horrible, like well, I was you drunk worry. or something.
1: People are just worried about the story. They don't really care.
0: Well, I just thank you for sticking through it. And I guess if we're a weekly podcast, you're going to catch us at some bad moments. Yes, yes. If we're going to continue to put out content, which we have. You know, it's bound to happen that we're off our game here and there. So thank you for being with us regardless.
1: Yeah, absolutely
0: and um anything else going on this week no the one thing i wanted to mention though is the story that i'm doing today i noticed that another true crime podcast happened Wait, to cover it
1: that other true crime podcast
0: well there's plenty of, the of hundreds of others, and hundreds and hundreds of others but one of them is had just covered this story and i had gotten in my car and i saw it pop up and i was like son of a but i had already done my research and obviously i can't anticipate what other people are doing in the background so if you notice that the two stories are the same it certainly wasn't my intention and i didn't listen to those either because i didn't want to be you know influenced by anything yeah so i just wanted to put that out it's gonna there. be the first of many times yeah exactly it's bound to happen and you know there's really nothing we can do about it
1: yeah um i want to mention i got this shirt if um if this is on YouTube if you're watching it. Um, it's from a uh, of Nirvana. It's got like a nice little like skeleton skater guy. So yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, he's like flaming. Yeah, he, um, yeah he's, he's just skulls and flames and colorful little, little Nirvana symbol. So
0: You had to buy your own birthday cake this year. Oh, yeah,
1: that was cool. Walking into the bakery while you were on the phone <laughs> explaining how you have COVID. And I was like, yeah, you know, with the mask on, I'm like, well, I shouldn't be really in here.
0: Well, you know. didn't yet know you had COVID at that point. Yeah. You got home and took the test and right. found out you were positive.
1: Okay, so it's, it's kind Kind of like, you know, before you're pregnant or something, you can drink as much as you want until you get that pregnancy test that says you're <laughs> pregnant. It's like, all right, let's go. Let's get wasted before I take the test. No, no
0: I don't think so. No, um, but um, we're just trying to do the best we can. And, you know, we're not fully away from our kids because, like I said, we have to. Can't be. We have to Gotta take care them of them. For
1: work or school or yeah. whatever. Yeah. My mind's also in the gutter. So yeah. Just so. Kinda-
0: Ugh, we're gonna get through this, though. I just yeah, know we, we are. This. Let's got this. Do you have anything else you want to mention, or should we just dive right in?
1: I think I'm good. Yeah, if I can make it through this whole thing, we're good.
0: At least I'm not coughing as much as I was last week.
1: Thank God that is annoying. It is. Now it's I disgusting. have to live with you like all day long. Just oh, disgusting. We've been sleeping in a separate bedrooms. That's <laughs> For, kind of fun.
0: What, like a week and a half now?
1: Yeah, yeah. I said like early May we can start thinking about getting back together.
0: <laughs> Every time I walk past that bedroom and I see, like, of course I make my bed when I'm done in it, but Mike doesn't. Why?
1: Why would I? Because
0: it looks nice. I wouldn't it's go that's the tone for the room yeah uh,
1: yours is the first bedroom that we see yours being ours bedroom i
0: just have to laugh every time i see that rumpled bed I'm like i'm not even sleeping with my husband i just
1: get up I'm like just underwear on just scratching my head <laughs> open the kids don't walk in like whatever
0: oh lord but at least i have
1: underwear on that's good
0: uh yeah we don't want to scar anybody including myself good or the neighbors God. Neighbor. a lot of
1: windows in the back over a lot there. of windows yeah Yeesh. nobody wants that
0: nobody wants that. Mm. So um, I'm going to just get right started here. Sounds great. Um, So this is the murder of Sarah Everard. Okay. On the night of Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021. So this is a recent story. This is just about a year ago. Hmm. 33-year-old Sarah Everard had gotten together for dinner at a friend's house. At 9 p.m. that night, Sarah left her friend's house on Leithwaite Road in Clapham, Southwest London, for her 2.5-mile walk home.
1: You are always in England, Somewhere. I know. Yeah.
0: I something about that place just draws me there. Never been in person, but You will someday. My heart is there. Um, so this two and a half mile walk would have taken her about fifty minutes. She's probably, you know, one of those just active people. Maybe she wears a fitness walk or watch or something like that and figures she wants to get some steps in. Yep. Um, so maybe that's why she took the walk instead of, you know, getting a ride or whatever. I know I'm always thinking in my head, how can I get exercise? How can I get steps? Um, so it was dark out at this point. Of course, it's it's 9 p.m. in March. It's wintertime. Um, but it's a well-populated area. Um, it's a safe area, well-lit. You know, it's not like she's walking down some dark, random back roads or anything. She was sticking to the main roads. So at 9.13, as she walked, she called her boyfriend, and the two spoke for just over 14 minutes and agreed to get together the next day. They ended the call around 9.28 p.m., Um, At nine fifteen PM, she was captured alone on CCTV. At nine thirty five PM, a bus camera caught two figures standing next to a white Vauxhall Astra. Apparently, it's a type of car that they sell in London. Okay. Um, It was parked on the sidewalk, and it has had its hazard lights flashing when the bus caught the image of it. At 9.30, thirty eight p.m., another bus camera sees the same car with its two front doors open. So bus
1: cameras, that's good.
0: Yeah, they're on the sides of the buses. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Sarah was about a mile f- um, from home at this point. She would never make it home that night, and she would never be seen alive again. Hmm. Very, very sad.
1: Yeah, that sucks. So. Especially she was on the phone with her boyfriend, too, you know? Yeah. It's like, all right, well, Just, you. Just,
0: you know, goodbye, friends. I'll, you know, see you soon. Yeah. You head out. And you never know what you're going to run into.
1: Yeah. You wish that like as a boyfriend, it's like, man, if we should have just stayed on the phone a little bit longer or something, but not that you You can't.
0: Yeah. You just these you can look back and hindsight is going to give you clear picture. Perfect vision. Of course. You can't live that way. No. So just to give you a little background on Sarah. She was born in Surrey in June of 1987. She grew up in York. She was the youngest of three children. Her dad was a a professor at York University, and her mom worked in the charity industry. Sarah was well-liked by her classmates um, during the time in school. In 2008, she headed to London to start her career. She lived in the Brixton Hill area in South London and worked as a marketing executive for a digital media agency. She actually just newly started this position just one month before this story took place. Okay. So when Sarah failed to show up to meet her boyfriend, and it's a good thing, you know, she did tell her boyfriend they were going to meet up. However, you know, granted, she wouldn't have shown up at work, too.
1: Eventually. But it
0: was the boyfriend's meeting that that sparked him to realize something's going on. Yeah. So, um, she was reported missing at 8.10 p.m. on March 4th, the following day after she had walked home.
1: So, a whole 24 hours, pretty much. Yeah, about 24 hours. Just about 23 hours. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, on March 5th, the case escalated and the Specialized Crime Unit became involved.
1: Wait, so March 4th, she was... Um, missing. Yes. Okay.
0: March 3rd. She walked home Got March it. 4th at 810. She was reported missing. Mm-hmm. And on March 5th, the case was escalating. And the specialist crime unit became involved. And police traced her potential path home in hopes of finding a clue as to where she had gone. Mm-hmm. Police spoke with area people for any information if they'd seen anything or heard anything. During the time of Sarah's disappearance, COVID lockdowns were still in full force. Because, again, this was March of 2021. Yeah. So in, in London, they were, you know, very strict about this. I know in different parts of the country, the regulations were different here in Florida and in, in a lot of parts of the U.S. It wasn't like that. It wasn't At that time, in it, March of 2021. No. It was not. Oh, okay. No. At this point in London. I mean, that was a year ago. Um, yeah, I would still at this point in London, you really could only be out and about for exercise, shopping for essential items and for medical purposes. So technically, Sarah was breaking the rules, because she had been gathering at a friend's house for dinner, which was a no no at the time. Of course, Mm -hmm. we were all breaking rules during that weird time. Sure. Um, so, you know, mingling friends, mingling with friends wasn't allowed. So truly, the streets were relatively quiet during this time hmm. because you were encouraged to be home unless you had to be out. And it was nine o'clock at night in in wintertime. Yeah. So um, CCTV was searched. A bus driving down Pointers Road saw Sarah speaking with a person. Like I said, um, she was standing next to the white car that had its flashers on. The police spoke with people who lived along this route and looked at the ring doorbells, etc. She was not seen on any of those footages past the point where she was seen talking to that man. So, so she they knew that was the last, place. That was the last point okay. that she was.
1: It's amazing we have all this technology too. Yep. Um, you know, For good use like that.
0: So truly, they quickly pinpointed what was going on here. Which, really? Yeah, very no. quickly. Because, okay, we got the footage. She's standing with this man. It's a white car here she's not seen past this point this is where it ends which
1: is like a big departure from a lot of the stories that we tell because it's mm-hmm. like you know the, the cops could have picked up on a million different things usually is what the situation is
0: right and had we not had cameras if this had been years and years ago we we could have never found out what have happened what happened to her right um so um, like I said, she wasn't seen any further on any further footage. So they knew she hadn't walked further from this point. She was seen talking to the man on the bus's CCTV footage. Mm-hmm. A witness later came forward and said that they saw Sarah talking to the man seen in the footage and watched as the man placed her in handcuffs and guided her into the back of the car. So this further confirms exactly what they believed that this was her last point. So the license plate was oh, absolutely hey. actually able to be visible. Oh, beautiful. Thank goodness. Yeah. So the police discovered that it was a rental car from Dover, southeast of London. From there they were able to determine who had last rented the car. Perfect. This is all very quick.
1: Yeah, this is like open and shut, right? Yep. <laughs> okay.
0: So the man was Wayne Cousins, a police officer. That's
1: what I was going to say. As soon as you see freaking, yeah, the, the handcuffs, yep. you got a cop
0: you know um a lot of people ted bundy would like put you people could go, in handcuffs yeah, anybody to, could put people in handcuffs and pretend to be a police officer you
1: can buy them anywhere on amazon sure. and just go ahead and put people in handcuffs but yeah i initially you think okay was this a cop
0: right so wayne actually was a cop wow so he is a police officer who um what's his name wayne wayne cousins, cousins. yes So um, he was arrested on March 9th. So only days later in connection to Sarah's disappearance. When police arrived to his house to question Wayne, they showed him a picture of Sarah and he denied knowing her. Wayne was a 48-year-old metropolitan police officer. He was a father of two and had been married to a Ukrainian woman named Elena. He lived in Kent and commuted two and a half hours to his job in central London. Oh,
1: geez. That sucks.
0: I don't know how you do that. I don't know if that was round trip or what, but that's a heck of a drive.
1: Yeah, I guess either way, that sucks, but I'm picturing one way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He was the oldest of two children. He had previously worked as a mechanic for his family's business, and then he was in the Army Reserves. In 2002, Wayne joined the Kent Special Constabulary. Am I saying that right?
1: Constabulary, I yeah, believe. Yeah, Constabulary. Like constable. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. He worked part time in the volunteer section of the police force. And then in 2011, he joined the Civil Nuclear Constabulary. <laughs> I don't it's know what my that problem is. Or
1: it's Constabulary. You know, like if you're in England, I'm sure it's like constable. Yeah, I'm
0: yeah. not very well versed in that. Um, so he was protecting nuclear power plants at that time. And then um, he, throughout this time, didn't have a completely clean record. In 2015, Kent police allegedly failed to investigate an indecent exposure incident linked to Wayne. And during his time at the Civil Nuclear Constabulary, Wayne earned himself the nickname the rapist oh
1: man oh i feel like i've heard of this somewhere did lexi send this to us at all i don't think so our cousin um oh wow the rape the
0: I, rapist i remember
1: hearing about that maybe i saw it on instagram or something but like when you're when the joke is that your nickname is the rapist something's probably wrong
0: and it's not funny
1: no it's not it's no disgusting it's
0: disgusting
1: uh, and like how can like a some an official hold a position when they're rumored to have like rapist type things when
0: happen. all of your co-workers know that you're a creepy mother effer and they give you the name the rapist it's not laughable like you're in a po- power position yeah you're a police officer you shouldn't be named that and laughed at
1: right it's so i, I don't mean, know Being creepy I've, is one thing but having you know be, being guilty of actually you know, but charging. nothing
0: ever came of his rep- people reported it and nothing ever came of it because he
1: has probably special protection Maybe? Yeah.
0: In September of 2018, Wayne transferred to the Metropolitan Police Service and that's who he was working with at this at this point. In 2020, Wayne began working as an armed diplomatic protection officer. Basically, he was guarding different nations' embassies in London. In February of 2021, only 1 month before Sarah went missing, Wayne was linked yet again to two allegations of indecent exposure which now the Metropolitan Police allegedly failed to investigate. So multiple counts of indecent exposure and nothing was done.
1: So that's one of the like how you find out if you're a good cop or a bad cop. It's if you've actually reported some other police officer for being bad because there's enough bad ones out there most police officers are very good people that i've met and there's unfortunately a decent amount of bad ones out there and if you're covering for others that's when you become a bad cop right right
0: you're part of the problem yeah
1: even though you might not be the guy doing the bad things if you're Mm -hmm. staying keeping your mouth shut or finding a
0: blind eye correct
1: then you're a bad cop yeah so if you haven't turned somebody in because pretty much every cop who's been a cop for more than 10 years or a constable or whatever it might be has seen some bad shit happen you know, within 10 years. Right. And if you haven't turned somebody in, you're part of the problem.
0: And I know it's hard because you have this like torn conscience of like, I'm being a narc. I'm turning on one of my own. But you can't let bad behavior just go. Well,
1: the problem is that it's like institutional because they're they're a brotherhood you know yeah. brother and sisterhood whatever because they're putting their lives on the line every day yeah right so it's it's really hard and you develop this bond where it's like man just us against the world basically but it's not you against the world it's you protecting people you know
0: and you're still doing a job and you have to abide by rules and be you know
1: much easier said than done yeah but unfortunately it's one of those things we, we need more good cops to stand up for yeah
0: people. we do so on february the 28th scumbag. Wayne rented this car that we saw in the footage, the white Vauxhall Astra car from Dover. Why'd he rent it? Um, I guess he didn't want his own car associated with it, which really made absolutely no sense because he didn't cover the license plate. So he's he going out to do this. his own information. He wasn't pinpointing Sarah. Sarah just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. He was out to get somebody, not necessarily Sarah. Wow. He didn't... Like I say, cover the license plate. He used his own information when renting the car, so I'm not entirely sure where the thought process was there. He did nothing to hide.
1: It must have been a passion thing, like in that night. He must have been like, "I'm going to kill somebody."
0: Well, no, because like, that was it? February 28th. Oh. He didn't take Sarah until March 3rd. So he
1: rented this thing for like a month.
0: No, for X days. Oh, okay. Like a few days. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. So he was fully prepared for what happened to Sarah or whoever else he would have gotten his talons into six days later. So when renting the car, he used, like I said, his actual information. He placed his home address on the forms. And then from there, he purchased a roll of self-adhesive carpet protector from Amazon and a handcuff key on March 2nd, 2021. Wayne began a 12 hour shift starting at 7 PM. He was guarding the U S embassy on that shift. And he finished his shift 7 a.m., which happened to be the day that he abducted Sarah. Hmm. So he drove home to Kent after his shift. He picked up his rental car and headed back to London. That evening, CCTV footage showed Sarah buying a bottle of wine, and then she headed to her friend's house. As Sarah walked home that night, Wayne was off duty when he stopped her on Pointers Road. He wore his police belt. When Wayne stopped Sarah, he arrested her under false accusation of breaching COVID restriction guidelines.
1: Ah, so she was in Sarah's head. She's probably already thinking, oh, man, hope I don't get stopped by a cop because it's well known. Like, generally, uh, you know, in in an area where you're supposed to be locked down, everybody's looking and being like, what the hell is that person doing out? Because like, you know, they're not special. I'm in, like they should be inside too. Mm -hmm. So you're trying not to get caught by somebody. And this is unfortunately the perfect storm Mm -hmm. of her being out and this dumbass Wayne coming out and saying, hey, you should be inside. And all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, I'm sorry, I should be inside.
0: So she knew she wasn't supposed to be gathering with friends. So the accusation was believable to her. Of course. And she had never been in trouble with the law. It'd be like me if if a police officer stopped me. You're you're intimidated. You're scared. You're and like
1: COVID's new. It's like any there could be a lot of different charges and you know different codes being mm-hmm,
0: violated. Exactly. She doesn't know. So um, it was likely that she was scared and just wanted to comply. She was placed in the back seat of the rented car and probably realized extremely quickly that things were not right because they headed towards Kent rather than to the local police departments. Mm. Um, the drive to Kent would have taken about an hour. So when they arrived in Kent at about 11:38 PM, he took Sarah out of the rental car and switched him, switched her over to his own car. From there, Wayne drove Sarah to a secluded area where he raped and murdered her using his police issued belt to strangle her to death.
1: It's always a sexual thing, man. Even when it's not sexual, it it's still a sexual thing because of the control. And that's like in being in this crime world, this true crime world, I've learned a lot. And a lot of these things with men, especially against women is some kind of a sexual control thing. Control. Just trying to be the the guy that it has their life in their hands
0: and we know that he is perverted because he's been found to be flashing as willy to people Right, like put your dick in your pants <laughs> nobody wants to see that shit
1: yeah no no nobody does
0: so um at two thirty one a.m after killing sarah wayne drove to a gas station in dover and bought himself something to drink
1: yeah he deserves it
0: yeah get yourself Job something to drink wayne you piece of shit
1: you know you're going away for a while so may as well enjoy yourself
0: at 3:21 a.m., the car was seen on CCTV near Hodes Wood. This is where Wayne dumped Sarah's body. According to Wikipedia, Hodes Wood is a 199-acre area west of Ashford in Kent. He visited the site twice and ultimately left before dawn. All of his movements were tracked via his cell phone. He was seen on CCTV on March 4th buying a tart and coffee. And at 8.30 a.m., he returned the rental car and disposed of Sarah's phone in Sandwich, Kent. On Friday, March 5th, not needing to be back at work until the 8th, Wayne told his employer that he was suffering from stress.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you murder somebody and rape them.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That day, he was seen on footage filling a gas can. From there, he burned Sarah's body and possessions in a refrigerator at Hodes Wood. He then transferred the remains to a nearby pond in two green garbage bags that he had been seen purchasing on CCTV footage. Mm. He is also on audio recording that day, making a phone call to his vet, explaining that his dog was suffering from separation anxiety. Okay. Like what an odd thing to do you have just murdered somebody burned their body and disposed of it What would prompt you to pick up the phone and call the vet and say i'm concerned with my dog I think it's it's nervous and it's it's suffering from separation anxiety.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't think that would be the top of mind but no. um, maybe he just Pushed away what he already did and then started thinking about everything else in his life and like How can I reduce my stress
0: and I it's heard like, the whole thing with him on the phone with the vet?
1: Yeah, does he sound sounded like just, a creeper just
0: I mean he sounded just like a normal. middle-aged man. Yeah. That just was concerned with his dog. It's just mm-hmm. such a bizarre like correlation to me. Yeah. And the day you do such a brutal thing what are you thinking about your dog's anxiety for?
1: I've got to think it's compartmentalizing and being like, oh, um, that's all done. And, being, you know, uh, well, what else we do? My dog's, uh, you know, feeling anxious. Looking so I'm get some l- pills.
0: Pixie's looking a little nervous.
1: He's like feeling like he's getting stuff done for the day. It's yeah. Like, Well, kill the girl, raped her. And then now I got to take care of my dog. So
0: and, you like, know, keep in mind, he has a wife and two children at home.
1: Oh, my God. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. And they have no idea what's going on.
1: Any idea how old his kids are?
0: No, Okay. but not old. On March 6th, Wayne emailed his employer. He said he no longer wanted to carry a firearm. So he's obviously he's starting to crack.
1: Yeah, he's starting to worry about himself mm-hmm. and being like, yeah, I, yeah I, that's good. I mean, thank God he didn't kill his wife and kids all of this so far.
0: This is bizarre. On March 7th, he took his wife and two children on a family trip to the woods where he had burned Sarah's body.
1: So this is the day before he got or two days before. Two days before, because okay. he was
0: um, a police came to his house on the 9th
1: Took them to the woods where he burned Sarah's yes. body. Yes,
0: like hey, let's go, let's go take a trip and have a nice family picnic. He was where- probably
1: getting off on it.
0: I mean, you would have to think yes. And
1: I'll bet you he tried to have sex with his wife that night. I
0: don't, I, I don't, I don't even know. i don't know,
1: but I'll bet you he did. Gross. Bet you it got him like all horny and stuff. That's
0: disgusting. Ugh. So on March 8th, that was the day he was supposed to be back to work, Uh but he called in sick. And on the 9th, he wiped his cell phone of all the data. And this was on the day that he was arrested at his home in Kent. So just about 40 minutes before the police arrived to his home, he had just finished wiping his cell phone. So he sat on his couch and all of this was on video. The officer, like I said, had showed him a picture of Sarah. When he was asked if he knew her, he said, I don't know. They explained that she was missing, and her family was extremely worried. They asked him if he knew where Sarah was, and he said no. They asked him if he knew anything about what happened to her. He said, I know she went missing up in London somewhere. What, about a week ago or so? Just from what I got on the news. They asked if he had personally met her, and he said no, not personally, no, no. They asked if he had any interactions with her, and he said no, why? Why would I personally have interactions with her? they explain it all sounds
1: pretty believable at this point like this is how you would react if you didn't right of okay. course
0: but little does he know they they've see- seen him on the footage so
1: they do see him and her no doubt about it
0: it's a uh, two figures it's not a crystal clear-, clear picture but
1: it's next to this car that it's next renting. to this
0: white rental car standing immediately next to it and they had an eyewitness saying i saw him put her in the back seat in handcuffs oh
1: hot damn good yes. okay keep going
0: they explained that they believed he was involved in her disappearance, but didn't tell him how they knew. Good. They asked him to tell him tell them where they could find her. He said, "I am in a financial I am in financial shit, and I've been lent on by I don't know who they are. They're a group, a gang, whatever. So he has his imagination is really spinning at this point in time when he com- comes up with this story about
1: how they know that it was him, or and, no,
0: he's blaming a group of a gang. Okay, yeah. So because of his financial troubles, this gang came after him. They told me why I need to go and." Pick up girls and give them to them. So he said, It's not happening. And then it came through that they are going to harm my family. Take them away, you know, use them instead. At that point, I had no option but to try to find somebody. So I don't, um, there's a couple of names I was told to take her. That's it. That's all I know. And hand her to this group of people. Sounds like
1: you know a lot more, buddy.
0: First you got to name all these people. And then you got to find
1: out where you learned this gang. And how'd you get, you know. Yeah, of course,
0: officers know this is a bunch of crap. But they're humoring him. Mm -hmm. They say, tell me about them. I need to find them. (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) Tell me everything you know. Wayne said, Okay, there was a white Sprinter van. They are between sort of of Lentham Maidstone area, and I dropped her off. I still don't know. I don't know. They just, I parked my car, and then the van came up behind me, flashed me, and they all jumped out, and then they took this girl. They said, You done good. And I don't know whether my family is going to be all right still. They, they threatened They threatened to take my family away from me. So with that point, I'm doing what I can to protect my family. That's it. So all I know is that it was a roundabout. We could drive there now. I could show you roughly. I, I don't know the length of Maidstone area at all. So the officer says, okay, if I bring it up on Google Maps... Would you be able to show me where this happened? And um, he said there was a roundabout he took where the sprinter van flashed him. He said three guys got out, opened his door, opened that door, pushed him out against the front of the car, took the girl and drove off. That's it.
1: Now, this is like (laughs) basically a whole wild goose chase for the cops because they I mean, they know that this didn't happen. I mean, mean, maybe it's possible because they didn't get some of this on CCTV, but it's like, Are you going to go check this out when you know this is all bullshit? Yeah,
0: and I mean, I don't know to what extent they checked it out. I mean, they knew that this was bullshit. This guy is just sitting on his couch in his family room just like babbling on about this nonsensical story i'm
1: curious on the reasoning for not just coming out with it and being like here's a picture of
0: oh they i'm sure they eventually eventually, i'm
1: sure they did but like why not just right away
0: i don't know maybe they just wanted to hear what he had to say maybe
1: he had more to give yeah you know give them the opportunity to incriminate himself more
0: because ultimately they want to find sarah that's what it comes down to and you never know what kind of bullshit people are going to pull.
1: Or you like <clears throat> if you show them what you have, then they're like, "Oh, that's all," you know. Mm-hmm. And then they know the stick around that story. So that's that's probably the reason.
0: And there's people that are caught red-handed in murder, and they go to their grave, never letting the family know where that person's body was. They didn't want that to happen. So I don't know. Maybe they're just humoring him for that. Sure. So he said that these people said, "We'll be in touch." And this ordeal caused him to be home and off work because of his stress. And he had to be there to protect his family 24-7. They asked Wayne how these people get in touch with him in the first place. He said he ripped off one of their call girls, and that's what set them off to come after him. So he said, again, how are they contacting you? with these threats he says they just tell me be here be here be here that's what he's saying is
1: it via phone let me let me spell it out for you asshole is it a phone is it a smokestack like is it a letter that they send you is it a like text the bat signal in the
0: sky yes. what are we talking about how here? do you know yeah right. So um he's still like not giving them clear things. He says they just tell me be here. So Hotel Burston down in Folkestone, be here. Okay, so I turn up. I've got no mobile number and they haven't got my mobile. The officers continue to clarify how these people are able to tell him where to be if they don't have his phone.
1: Okay, they tell you to be here. How?
0: So they, <laughs> he says they basically stand outside his house waiting
1: <laughs> Okay.
0: and tell sense. him, go to this hotel, go yeah. to there. Well,
1: meanwhile, he's sitting there trying to think of how they can call him and be like, okay, obviously they can look at my cell records.
0: And I don't know that he had this story even planned. No. I think this mother effer is winging it as totally. he goes. Totally.
1: And not bad, not badly. I mean, it's somewhat like 10% believable. And so.
0: he told them that the Sprinter van had Romanian license plates.
1: Well, it make, makes it a little harder to track it.
0: Yeah. So while Wayne was being arrested on suspicion of kidnap and murder, forensic officers continued to search the wooded areas in Kent. In the early evening hours of March 10th, Sarah's body was found in the pond close to the land owned by Wayne. Wayne actually owned part of that nice.
1: land. Nice. I mean that's good that he's it's on his land.
0: Yeah. On March 12th, Wayne was charged with Sarah's murder and would later plead guilty on July 9th to kidnap, rape, and murder. At one point, he had to be taken to the hospital for self-harm after being found in a cell with marks on his forehead. I guess he tried to literally bash his own head in in the cell. I wish it would have worked. Yeah, me too. Too bad it didn't. Yep. On September 30th, 2021, Wayne was sentenced to life in prison without any possibility of parole.
1: And like I always When I hear that I do like air quotes Cause it's always like Somehow he's gonna be Out in good behavior In 60 years or something
0: Well in the Last story I did He was given A double life sentence And got out in 12 years <laughs>
1: Right That's So it, that's Riddle not a life me sentence. Riddle me that Right But so far As far as you know He's, uh, he's
0: No option of parole Perfect. So it sounds like He is not getting out Okay um, On March 13th They held vigils For Sarah Despite police warning That it would breach COVID regulations Throughout that afternoon people left tributes to Sarah at a bandstand. It was like this open kind of park area in Clapham Common near the route that Sarah had taken the night she went missing by 4 p.m. About 200 people had gathered at the site by about 530. There was just a steady stream of people heading towards the bandstand to leave these tributes. And as 545 um, came along, things were picking up and a man got onto the bandstand and started shouting out, about the death of Sarah and COVID regulations and basically inappropriately using her vigil as like a platform to bitch about COVID regulations. So the crowd's getting a little ruffle, they're booing him. And there's a
1: good amount of people together and people haven't been together in a long time and things are getting a little dicey. I'm sure there's drinking because people are sourful sour full of sorrow. Yes.
0: So he was led away from by police Mm -hmm. and then at six PM they held a minute of silence in Sarah's honor. And then at this point in time, the crowd had reached about 500 people. Wow. So, you know, police um, coverage is also in- expanding at this point. Mm-hmm. So as 7 p.m. is coming around, the bandstand is surrounded by police. The atmosphere is getting more and more hostile because There's also issues going on at this time because of police involvement. I mean, Wayne was a policeman. Yeah. So he used his power to get Sarah to go with him. So in addition to the grief of Sarah being murdered, the fear that a police officer did this, you know how it is with COVID regulations. People are up in arms. Matt, you can't put a muzzle on my face. It's my rights, blah, blah, blah. So it's just kind of like the perfect storm. And in total, about four people ended up getting arrested. You know, women claim to have been um, subjected to police brutality, pushed to the ground and handcuffed during this time. They Mm -hmm. thought it was like unnecessary roughness in their arrest. So that kind of brought more attention to the police during this time. There's also
1: people out there trying to fish for the cops to do something wrong. Sure. You know, trying to get them on video and doing something bad. Right. there's, There's a lot of sides to everybody. And they're. You know, thinking we're we're supposed to trust you guys here, and you're supposed to be protecting us, and one of you, one of your people, us. is what did this? Right, right. And it's not you can't lump all police together. <laughs> no, of obviously. course you can't. That's there's there's stupid.
0: bad apples in the world, but
1: there's also idiots out there that are like, you did this. You know, cops. And I mean, it's constables. like Doctor Death
0: if you've ever heard of that. It's a you know podcast. It's a show now. It's a true story. It's a surgeon that does horrible, horrible things. It doesn't mean surgeons are bad. Yeah. You know, there's just bad people. Some some people are just bad. But Sarah's murder did spark a movement focusing on women's safety. After Sarah's disappearance, a pl- police urged women to stay home for their own safety. This is not what women want to hear. <laughs> no, you're not going to tell me to stay home. Right. That's ridiculous. They well, said, watch where home. you go and what you wear.
1: Do not wear anything because it's your fault. If you would look like, you know, if you have a skirt on, it's your fault. You're asking for it. I'm completely being sarcastic. Of
0: course way, you are. Just in
1: case, because that's absolutely r- fucking ridiculous.
0: I mean, this is like the 1950s. Like, well, you you don't want to wear anything provocative because you asked for it. No,
1: take your pepper spray and your mace and whatever, any kind of sharp objects, knives, guns, whatever you need to protect yourself and live your life because you need to and just, but also be safe as safe as you can
0: and it did come out that his um accusations of indecent exposure had been ignored and what would have happened had he been called out on that maybe a he wouldn't have been a police officer yeah
1: maybe he wouldn't have had a wife and kids exactly and you know, and,
0: and hadn't been at that at that place where sarah was and sarah could still be alive at that point completely So um, there was also an an incident where Wayne had to be called into the station from patrolling because a prostitute came to the station demanding money from Wayne. And the, the officers literally had to call him out on his duty of patrolling the streets, to get into the station to pay a prostitute.
1: Wayne, you got a hooker here. You over a hundred. And you know there was
0: a, lo- a lot of Euros. chuckles going on in the background, like, oh, totally. "Oh, the rapist! The rapist
1: has got a hooker. Laying the rapist for him. is at it again." Oh, that's disgusting.
0: So it it wasn't looking good. You know, there was yeah. glaring things that were ignored. So many discussions were had about how women should handle being stopped by a single police officer Yeah, because oftentimes this could happen in a place that's not well populated. It's
1: totally within America. It's totally within your right to ask for other police officers and to have a marked car come out and Mm -hmm. to make sure, you know, and you should absolutely 100 percent. Say, I will get out of the car, officer, I will comply. I just want another police officer Mm -hmm. here. I don't feel safe, please.
0: The other thing you could do is you could dial nine 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 if you're in England, you could dial nine one one in the US to verify the officer, or call the local um office that he's saying he belongs to to verify that he is where he's saying he is and he is who he says he is.
1: True, good point.
0: Or her, whatever, if you're uncomfortable. And poor Um, Sarah,
1: it was a unique situation because it was COVID related. I think if it was a speeding ticket, it's different, you know. You're like, I don't really trust you. You know, it's a a situation you may have been in before. Whereas the COVID thing is a curveball, completely different, unlike anything else. So it like throws the brain off and you're not you're not doing the habits that you're used to. It's like it throws you off and you're not asking the right things that you probably should know you should.
0: And it's not even that too, but if you're pulled over for speeding, you're in your car where you could lock the door, you could close the windows and say, I am waiting here until you get back up. She was standing on the street by herself. Yeah, She didn't have the safety of her car, or the protection of her car. Right. You know, She did what a lot of people would do if they were feeling intimidated or scared. I
1: don't blame her whatsoever. Not
0: at all. She complied. And she got in the car and it was a flipping legitimate police officer that took her and raped her and murdered her. Yeah. So it's just it's very sad. But Wayne is in prison for the rest of his life.
1: There's not a good enough like sentence for this guy. He's such a f- fucking waste of a human being.
0: I can't believe it took him till he was 48 years old to do it. I, I have a feeling he must have like raped somebody or did something in the past. How do you go from like showing your dick a few times to renting a car and taking, murdering, burning a body, bagging it, and throwing it in a pond. That's a big jump. That's a big escalation. So I wonder if this guy had done other things. Right,
1: right. Some other, like testing the waters and What seeing, a scumbag. He just wants, you know, usually those types, they want more and more, more of that feeling, like that adrenaline rush. And, and
0: now yeah. his wife and kids have to live with the fact that this is what their father did.
1: And they also have to keep it in the back of their mind that it could be in their genetics. They're like
0: genetics. Am right. I going to be a, a rapist, murderer?
1: Right. Do I need to get castrated or something like it's disgusting this guy i can't believe honestly prisoners haven't killed him like please do so i mean (laughs) yeah absolutely i would be so happy if that happened like in a horrible way, like something terrible and very painful, at and least very just terrible. give
0: him diarrhea or maybe no the flu, worse. like the shivers and the aches, the full body aches I suffered from. If he had that all the time, to
1: pull out his rectum and rip it off, that would be fantastic. Like something horrible to him. He's Pro- such a f- rectum, horrible piece of shit. This guy does does not deserve it, like enough. There's no such thing as enough for this guy. No, or anybody that does something like this. Just. I, he took. He felt that he was more important and more powerful than poor. Sarah well, he here.
0: used his power to intimidate this girl who was walking home on a regular evening after getting together with some of her friends. She was a fresh face, beautiful, thirty-three-year-old girl that had her whole life in front of her. She did things right. She walked along the street that was brightly lit. She herself had brightly colored clothing on. You know, it's it could happen to anybody. Yeah. Poor and thing. you know, I guess the point is try to not let people intimidate you and it- like I said, I'm, I don't blame Sarah because it would have likely happened to me had he stopped me.
1: Nah, we need more cops calling out bad cops. I think that's yeah, the moral of the story. That's
0: the moral of the story. Yep. And don't be afraid to question authority as well.
1: Absolutely. You're a human being just like them. Mm-hmm. Cops are not above us. They are the same people as us. They just happen to have guns. So you got to check yourself and just make sure you're doing the right things and feel. I sick.
0: mean, I've been pulled over twice in my life and both times I've ever been pulled over. I've been threatened to be arrested <laughs>
1: for speeding. what are the like, friggin
0: odds of that for
1: small speeding things
0: 18 years old. I was um, threatened to be arrested because I had dropped my driver's license. The one time I didn't have my driver's license, I got pulled over. The one time. Yeah. And he threatened to arrest me for it.
1: Both cops on power trips. And
0: then I'd moved to Florida and yet to transfer over my driver's license from Illinois to Florida. Threatened to arrest me. He asked
1: if you had bond papers.
0: <laughs> Do you have bond papers? I'm like, I don't even know what bond papers are.
1: Yeah. And because he knew that because you had nothing on your record and he was an asshole. I, w- I, I hope that guy has that I hope he's not a cop anymore because he sucked. I'd love to look him up and just sign him a random letter and be like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. I I hope that you have a terrible life and whatever. (laughs) Maybe he was having a bad day. Whatever. He's still a piece of shit.
0: He's a piece of shit. Yeah. That's the moral of that. (laughs) Anyway, so that's the story of Sarah.
1: Yeah. Hey, real quick. Thank you so much for the people that said happy birthday on our Instagram post. Very Um, sweet. Sweet messages. Allison, you did ask to take the phone away from me so you could post that. Yes.
0: You didn't post that yourself.
1: (laughs) I think that'd be kind of. If
0: you called yourself a stud. (laughs) You're like,
1: hey, look at me. It's my birthday. If you want to see me with a shirt off, go to my Instagram page. Woo,
0: Prime ladies. Crime and, and Coffee, too. Ladies, I'm going to put out a disclaimer, okay? This one's mine. <laughs> you can Hands see, off.
1: You can see my hairy chest and back and shoulders. You can see I was wearing a fanny pack.
0: Oh, and it was a lime green fanny pack.
1: And I was very proud of it.
0: He was. At the,
1: that was at the beach. It's very useful to have a fanny pack.
0: At, at one the point, beach. he had a lime green fanny pack, uh, colorful swim trunks, socks, and not like nice socks. They were like. Too high mm-hmm. in gym shoes. Yeah.
1: I look good. I looked good. I mean, I'm married. I don't have to try anymore. <laughs> yeah, I tell you don't that all the time Don't try for me, Mike. And I, if you, you'll see me exhaling on that, because I'm just going like. Phew. You, really you couldn't enjoying. handle your own man. Yeah, I just felt like a man, you know? You just feel like a man sometimes? Probably not.
0: I don't feel like a I man do, ever. sometimes. It Never. felt good.
1: felt really good. So, yeah, you're in for a treat. Go look at our Instagram page. Uh, yes. Crime and Coffee, too. If you oh.
0: want to, you know, get your heart race, then just go take a peek, see.
1: And uh, finally, most importantly, thank you so much to our Patreons, Colleen and Lily. Colleen's our number one. She's got, uh, she upgraded her her Patreon Aww. recently. You're crazy, Colleen, and we love you for it. And uh, Lily, thank you also. So if you want to, you know, throw us a couple bucks. On Patreon, go find us. Uh, we're in the show notes. Go in the show notes and click on Patreon. And yeah, thank check it you,
0: out. thank you so much, and we'll be back again next week. We sure will. And every day we're feeling a little healthier, right? That's right. Amen, sister. Okay, cheers. 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 Bye. Bye. Bye.